episode 11 of uh, Athletics for Life podcast. Um, in this episode, we want to kind of review the last 10 episodes. We've had 10 already. It's crazy. Hard to believe. Uh, and just pick out some things that kind of stuck out to us in those 10 episodes and uh, kind of the golden nuggets from those first 10. Um, so we started this channel. We want to promote education-based athletics in, uh, in Mongolia, in our uh, division, as well as uh, to a broader audience and here on YouTube. And so we're trying to kind of promote these things like learning lessons through sports uh, and make sure that our athletes understand that, our parents understand that, uh, the coaches uh, that work for us and hopefully some of the other coaches in our, in our conference uh, can learn something from this and uh, just kind of make sure that all uh, all our shareholders, our entire communities, on the same page mm. for what we're trying to do with sport and uh, why we do what we do as athletic directors. Uh, and so, the kind of people that we have on the show, we have had alumni on the show from some of the schools we've been at. Uh, we've had other athletic directors. We've had leaders in uh, organizations like the NIAAA and ACMIS, um, to people who uh, run large fitness companies and kind of how they can promote a healthy lifestyle to our athletes. So, Jeff? Yeah, so this is the 11th episode already, and time is flying, CD. Time is flying. And, uh, yeah, we, we actually started this, this channel um, that we, what we were trying to connect and find a way to connect, and we saw the Globetrotten ADs doing it. And they only started in January, which was very, like, just a year ago, and they are booming. They, they are, they're mm -hmm. everywhere right now in the international world. And we thought we can do that too. Um, and they were very inspiring to us. Um, but we cannot do this alone. Um, we have a team around us. Well, actually, one person who's doing all the editing. And uh, I would like to introduce uh, Scott Lillis to our, our, our podcast, the man behind the camera. CD um, always says that, that, that we are just the pretty faces doing the whole episode, but... Actually, Scott is that person behind the camera, and he makes us look good, which is remarkable. That's 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 amazing. So, uh, Scott, thank you for coming on our episode today. Thank you very much. It's uh, wow, weird seeing myself on the screen instead of just <laughs> you two. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Scott, so we asked you to help us because because I have no clue how to do all the all the, all the editing and stuff, and I want to get better at that. And it's something we need to learn, but. Uh, you're very good at that stuff, and you are also the uh, tech integrator at the International School of Ulaanbaatar. So how have you been um, uh, in, in these uh, first 10 episodes? How did you experience it working uh, with us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do we have a couple hours? <laughs> no, um, certainly it's been fun, and it's been enjoyable. It's It's something different. Obviously, I'm... I wouldn't call myself an athlete per se. Um, definitely a sports enthusiast, um, playing a number of sports in my day and still enjoying watching and um, participating myself. But I think it has been really important, um, especially this year, um, trying to keep that connection with um, you know our school community, our families, our athletes, and certainly the broader community as well. Um, and my goal is to try to do that kind of to the best of our ability. 
So yes, like when you talked about this, doing a podcast, like, yeah, we could do an audio podcast. That's pretty easy. I wanted it to look better and kind of go the extra mile. Um, you talk about Joe Rogan's podcast and like one camera. Like I think, again, my goal was always to see, well, what do we have and how can we make this look as good as we can? Sound as good. Um, not only get quality guests as well, but have it be a solid audiovisual production. So hopefully, I think we've done that in some degrees better than others, especially now with going towards Zoom and being online. But that's been my biggest, and it's a good challenge. And I've enjoyed kind of trying to rise to that challenge. And we'll kind of continue that this year when we have sports events, trying to live stream those and trying to get you know, again, get that, um, get those, those games out there to people. Yeah, it's been great having you, Scott, uh, especially, you know, out here where my internet isn't the greatest being forced to be, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, on zoom where calls are cutting in and out. Um, just looking at the end result from some of the interviews that, uh, in the moment for me, didn't feel as smooth, uh, then seeing the, the final product, it was pretty mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, again, again, that's sort of the challenge and the kind of fun of it, I think, from a tech perspective as well. Okay, do we keep everything? Do some things need to go? Not that we want to, you know, change the feel of the interview. We've still kept everything. And really, we've kind of kept pretty much everything in most of the episodes. <laughs> yeah, we made, we made various different episodes, you know, face to face and then you being at different locations, same location, Zoom, or it's, it's been very interesting and we actually made it better and better. Uh, of course, now we are in a strict lockdown, unfortunately, so we are bound to this virtual session box. like we're doing, but yeah, exactly. But we're doing much better. And I think over the, you can see a, 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 a upgrade in the, in the episodes throughout from, from like one to, to, to 10. A rise and then kind of a little drop again because of that, but <laughs> definitely. And like yeah. I said, I think that's been the biggest challenge and what sort of makes it a little more exciting for me, like not being part of the interviews and doing that part, but the technical aspect and trying to kind of rise to that challenge and do the best we can with what we've got and what we're working with. Yeah, because I think you are, you are. A, it's it's it works together right so we talk but we all we want is to get the message across and we do that by speech but also by you know attracting more viewers so it needs to look good it needs to look smooth and you know that's very important yeah definitely so again yeah thank you guys for the opportunity it has been fun i've enjoyed kind of you know, learning with you as well doing a podcast because it is a very different a bit of a different medium I do have a background in television and film and stuff, so it kind of helps. But again, just with this world being the way it is now is forcing us all to learn different things and adapt to it. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. It's been super fun. And we'll see where we go in, the, in, the, in this year. You never know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Speaking of looking good, we got our shirts uh, from College Pro. Like always, that city a bit too tight now over the over the over the winter break. Christmas but break, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, college pro. Um, so, uh, sponsored our show, right? Um, they they got us some nice shirts, uh, some apparel. Uh, they're out of China, so any yeah, I have to do this correctly. This side of the world. 
Yeah. Because I have to do this correctly, otherwise uh, she will kill me. <laughs> Did she send you something to say? Yeah, so she said uh, they are a, a sports uniform manufacturer from Hong Kong, officially. Uh, but why we ask College Pro to be our sponsor is because uh, we are very isolated here in Mongolia. Uh, it's hard to get quality uniforms for our kids. So I've been working for college, with College Pro for a long time, even when I was back in China. Uh, but to get stuff here uh, shipped and of high quality, is, it's, it's just difficult. Um, so College Pro is always very helpful. Uh, everything we want, they make. Uh, we send all our designs there. So I asked them to be our sponsor. And they, uh, they were very happy uh, to be our sponsor for the podcast. So they send us some nice shirts. Um, our merchandise line will go up in a few weeks, so you can go <laughs> to the link now. <laughs> maybe, maybe in the near future. So, uh, once Scott has his shirt, we all look pretty cool on the podcast. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay. Um, so, should we get started on lessons learned in the past ten episodes? Yeah, sounds like a good idea. So, we want to just go back to all the episodes. Um, we had ten. Uh, over six months, which is pretty cool. Uh, and just to go over some basic uh, golden nuggets, quotes, stuff that we gained from these episodes. Yeah, well, the first episode, CD. Yeah, first episode, um, we interviewed Doug Kilgore, uh, Bowtie AD. Uh, he's taught a few classes with the NIAAA, uh, and he was great. Uh, it was really nice talking to him. Just to, uh, He's got so much passion for athletics and teaching and working with us. He was more than happy to uh, give us his time, which was awesome. Um, and one thing that really stuck out to me was he mentioned that like the kids that we're working with now, in the future, they're going to be the ones taking care of us. And, you know, as a young guy, you don't really think about that. You know, he's older. He's getting to the point where he's relying on doctors and nurses and dentists and professionals, <laughs> uh, you know, and he's looking to the younger generation. So yeah. um, for us, I think it's important to keep in mind that, yeah, we are training the professionals of the future. And so mm-hmm. a lot of their success is going to depend on you know, us doing a good job and, and preparing them as teachers and coaches. So I thought yeah. that was something pretty interesting. That was my big takeaway from Doug. Yeah, I just... You know, he was our first guest, and I remember it was it was almost midnight. I was pretty nervous because he lives in Arkansas, right? So the, the the time difference with Ulaanbaatar, but his and his enthusiasm and his passion for athletics, for education, um, that's what really forced me to get him as the first guest, just to set the standard for our podcast. Because um, he's all about the kids, right? He has yeah. such energy, and he was on all those NYAAA courses. Um, early in the morning for him he's retired he could do sit at home you know do mm-hmm. nothing but he's still uh he's a substitute teacher at, the, at his at his old school high school and he's just still involved and he's everywhere and um that that passion and energy i hope i have that passion and energy when i'm there i've done it all and i'm just giving back right so that's really what douglas yeah, meant for me and i think for our podcast too almost definitely um, one of his quotes that he'd mentioned uh, both in the podcast and in some of the courses he took uh, that we've got jotted down uh, is comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. And I thought that was just great. You know, the people that are struggling, just help them through, uh, kind of guide them through. But then, uh, you know, especially in sport, if you're comfortable, uh, you, you shouldn't be comfortable. You should always be kind of seeking to get better, seeking to improve. So I, I think that's just a great quote from Doug. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, and, you know, he's just, 
we had a uh, conference, uh, seemed like a long time ago, a Coaches for Coaches conference here, and he was our guest speaker, actually. And um, I asked Doc to send a video uh, to be the opening speaker, the opening speaker, right? And he had two cameras set up, and he had his whole thing set up. And, you know, I was like, you, you don't have to do that, but he did it for us. Yeah, you know, yeah, some some guys in Mongolia. <laughs> yeah, just the have, level of effort he put into yeah. uh, put into that for us was awesome. Yeah, and he made a, he made an, he made an impact with that. Uh, I know there were not many people in the room, but those who were there were like, "Wow!" Right? He's, he spoke from the heart, and he really meant it. And yeah, he made he made an impact. So, uh, Doug, again, thank you so much for uh, being our first guest, and uh, it was great. It was great. Yeah, much appreciated. Uh, shortly after that, we interviewed uh, Tom Olmet uh, with Acamas. Uh, we were both part of Acamas. Uh, for anyone who's just joining into the show, Acamas is the Association of uh, Chinese and Mongolian International Schools. Uh, there are 77 schools in Acamas. There's many sports. They have professional development for schools. Um, it's a pretty nice organization, pretty good organization, um, you know, for tournaments and for the PD. Um, and with talking to Tom, uh, what really stuck out to me is just realizing how much that Acamas has grown. You know, as, again, a younger guy, uh, going to Acamas, you see it's already established, right? It's got a bunch of sports. You're, I was already in a division uh, just taking over the program. Um, but talking to him, seeing how it's grown from used to be just three core sports, a handful of schools, now up to 77 schools, a ton of activities. Uh, they've even got robotics um, yeah. uh, tournaments, robotics events. Um, and so just uh, kind of hearing him talk about that continually improving, continually growing um, was really important. Yeah, so, you know, those academic trips are highlights for our kids, right? And we all have those all over the world, those those travel trips, those overseas trips, and just those 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 memories that kids build with those trips are just, you know, they're, they're amazing. And, and you can see that when we, when, when we talked to Tom also connected that to the current pandemic, um, you know, the sadness a little bit about that, mm -hmm. that the kids can, cannot travel, cannot see their friends, cannot make those memories. Um, Tom is talking a lot about getting people back to China. That was yep. his main job at that time. To see his passion to get all the teachers back to China to you know to get the to get to get the programs back up running, uh, yeah, a lot of passion, a lot of passion. Almost definitely. And um, someone else we would like to be on, who is going to be on a podcast that that Danny Clark, um, the head AD of Acumis. Um So Danny will be on our podcast in the next few months. So we we can continue to talk about Acumis. Uh, what it means for him, hopes and dreams for this year. And uh, yeah, we we'll look forward to that. Yeah, it's great. Danny will be a great guest. Um, we followed that up interviewing uh, one of your coworkers um, mm. uh, at ISU, uh, Gerben Silvis. Yeah. Uh, did I say that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, he um, goes by Ben, but officially yeah, yeah. He's, from, <laughs> he's from Holland. And I'm always like, you know, he's in Dutch, we say Gerben. So, but he goes by Ben. So uh, we had we had Ben on the podcast, yes. Yeah, and uh, he was awesome. The, during yeah. the interview, that was my first time meeting him, and since I've met him yeah. quite a few times, yeah. um, just at events and stuff. Um, but it was really cool just to sit down and talk to him. And uh, you know, the one takeaway for me from his interview and talking with him uh, was kind of 
when he talked about reaching that status in, in Holland and he was kind of like the top dog, he was the top scorer. Um, you know, there was, there was nowhere for him to go. And so he kind of lost interest. Right. And it wasn't until he, he got a call about being a pro and uh, going pro in yeah. water polo. Yeah. And, uh, that's when he kind of realized and he made that jump from semi-pro to pro. And he, he just talked about how big of a difference that was from, uh, you know, practicing a couple times a week uh it's kind of for fun um yeah you're good at it but it's it's not as intense as going pro mm-hmm. and uh you know i kind of mirrored that in my own experience you know going to university there's a big jump from competing in high school and competing in university and even one of our later guests talked about that just the difference from you know, training at isu and then training at uh, the college level mm-hmm. or the ncaa level um so I think uh, there's something to be said about the transition from being that big fish in a small pond to the small fish in a big pond. You know, yeah, it's it can be it can be a tough transition for people. It can, yeah, and um, yeah, I, I like Ben too because he really talked within our philosophy, and he's all about that philosophy. Uh, that's he he works at my school, and uh, we work really well together also in our programs, and you know. Because Ben went to the Olympics for Holland, uh, water polo in 2000 to Sydney. And um, I think they became 11th, if I'm correct. Ben, don't get angry when it was higher, sorry. <laughs> I think 11th in water polo. And he talked about the experience, the memories, um, you know, the camaraderie uh, in, in, in the whole Olympic village. He actually barely talked about the games it, it, itself. He talked about all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what we always talk about, right? And um, and now he's here working at the International School of Ulaanbaatar, being the primary PE teacher, coaching swimming, and he's just very down to earth. And that difference, you know, from doing that on a fair, at the highest level to then supporting the kids to become better people, that's great. So Ben yeah. was a great interview. It was an interview we had the interview in the in the swimming pool, so uh, there was also an experiment for Scott, which was very interesting for the sound and everything. But I think it looked pretty cool. Yeah, I think visually it was good. I don't know if uh, the audio <laughs> was great uh, for yeah. Scott to deal with. But yeah, that was still in the early stages of our podcast and experimenting. But I think it was uh, it was a great third interview. Uh, loads of things we can learn from from uh, from Ben and his uh, vision on sports. Mm-hmm. Um, Most definitely. So we we city we we also we all had in mind what our podcast was about, and we, of course we want to you know go globally and talk about education educational based athletics philosophy philosophy, but also we talked about connecting locally, um, you know, and how do you do that by connecting with our alumni? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, so then I I actually reached out to uh, Doogie Dolgun. Uh, who was an athlete that uh, I was able to coach. And uh, because he, I think he took to heart a lot of the lessons that we're we're talking about in our show, right? And so what was pretty cool for me is uh, we actually asked for his, uh, the head coach, Mr. Gerhard Swart, Jerry, uh, to say a few things about Dalgoon. And we didn't play that on the episode, but... uh, Basically, Jerry mentioned how, you know, Dolgun started out, he was a phenomenal athlete, but maybe not the best leader, kind of hot-headed, um, you know, and, and wasn't really until like at the end of his senior season, at the end of his final year, uh, that he really started to become a leader for his teammates, really started mm-hmm. to, to buy into everything that Jerry had been, you know, teaching for two years. And uh, 
you know, it was it was awesome to see that Dolgun had also come to those realizations, right? Yeah. And I I've seen Dolgun on the other side, right, as a competitor against Dolgun, and he was always scary. The kid can jump, and that's amazing. Uh, such a nice kid too. Two things that stood out for me was when he talked about the connection with his parents mm-hmm. when they came to his uh, game and uh, that meant a lot to him. Uh, that was lovely to see. Uh, and again, that the parents, the kids need that support. Just, you know, yeah. so important. And the other thing is that it takes time because the first year or two, CD, he, he didn't play much. And then later on in, in final years, he became captain, right? And then he was yeah, yeah. playing more. So it takes time to get to that level and you need to take time. A lot of, a lot of kids, they think that grade nine and they show up and they get into the team that they can play the whole time. But it takes time to work up to that higher level. Uh, and sometimes that's the role you have to take that year. Uh, yeah. You know, you are on the bench, but you, have, you still have a role. Um, and that was lovely to, to hear him talk about that. That's like four years, it was four years for him, like a process to get to that. And his, yeah, and his resilient city. And, and, and he's resilient because he lost, right? The Acumis yeah. competition. Yep. So that was great to hear. Yeah, it was good to talk to him again. <laughs> good boy. And it was a beautiful scenery with the Mongolian gear behind us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was lovely. Um, okay, good. So uh, uh, the alumni series, we will continue that uh, this year for sure. Uh, we have two more coming up uh, that we're going to talk about today, but more will come. I think it's very important. To yeah, those, with our those are audience. those are really fun interviews too. Right. Yeah. So fifth uh, episode. Next yeah. guest. Go, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, should I? Okay, I'll go. I'll go. So yeah, go uh, Alex Heikens, uh, my fellow countryman, also from the Netherlands. Alex is the representative for UNICEF here in Mongolia. Uh, both his daughters are at the international school over here, um, and he's a martial artist. And uh, we asked him on our podcast, and uh, we talk mainly about his uh, martial arts passion. Yeah, that was fun. You know, we're in the middle of a global <laughs> pandemic and we're talking to, uh, you know, a guy who's probably day-to-day dealing with stuff surrounding <laughs> Busy, that. Yeah. And he's he wanted to talk about sports with us. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, and that's what, what stuck out with from the talk with Alex is just how much passion he had for martial arts and sports, uh, despite not starting till he was, what, 17 years old, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he, he didn't, he wasn't an athlete in school. He wasn't one of the people on our sports teams, but he had even uh, developed this passion for sports. Uh, so that was pretty awesome. And, you know, a, a few things from him that uh, kind of stuck out to me, just even on a personal level, just to remember to exercise and do the right thing is uh, he, he talked about making it a routine. And so often wherever he was in the world, he found a club or found a, whether it was a kendo club or a taekwondo or um, uh, now he's doing jujitsu, uh, something that's close by his work or his home that he can stop by on his way home instead of getting home, sitting down, eating dinner, and then trying to get up the motivation to kind of go work out, leave house and go work out. So, uh, you know, just structuring your day in a way that's conducive to uh, staying physically active is is an important lesson for anyone from yeah, students Alex to was talking, adults. Yeah, and he was talking about his girls, right? So they have to do <laughs> yeah one one day a week, I think, a martial art um, for self defense, but also for all the skills that he was talking about. We talked a lot about the mm-hmm. skills of martial arts, and um, you know, we talked about he's doing jiu jitsu now, and his daughter, his oldest daughter, is very good at jiu jitsu. 
about tapping, right? Tapping out and dropping yeah. that ego because you have to tap, otherwise you break something. And there was a nice little yeah. uh, thing we talked about uh, by dropping the ego. And uh, also what I liked about the interview, it was very, you know, very informal. You know, the representative yeah, of yeah. UNICEF is talking to us in a difficult time. And then his cat is flying through <laughs> yeah. our episode. And if you look at our thumbnail, you can see the cat behind him. And when that cat was jumping, he was just continuing. Like it was just, it was a very nice, uh, not yeah, stressful yeah. conversation with Alex. Um, yeah. So he's leaving at the end of this year and uh, we wish him and the family all the best. And uh, thank you for being on our podcast, Alex. Yeah, that leads us into another alumni, um, Namun Enkbayer. She was actually uh, an alumni at your school, ISU. Yeah. Um, and we were able to interview her uh, at ISU. I think hers was the, the last interview we were able to do before we got uh, you know quarantined into Zoom. Um, but uh, it was cool to hear like uh, her journey. Um, and one thing that she, was, uh, she had mentioned was consistency. You know, she she mentioned she's working out in the mornings before she goes to work, um, you know, and how she's kind of transitioned from organized team sports. She she played uh, at ISU, then she went to the States and played a year uh, at the NCAA level, um, but now trying to stay physically active. And she's actually got into powerlifting, which was uh, surprising. You know, I, I wasn't expecting that at the start of the interview. <laughs> No, no, Moon has been a very, and all, she has two younger sisters. Uh, one graduated two years ago and one is still in grade nine right now. And they're lovely girls. Um, so they're all athletes. Uh, I, I liked about the Moon that, 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 that mindset that she has. So she's at the gym at six, go to work at seven and then work to, till six. And that's routine. Um, that consistency mm -hmm. is, is the only way that you can succeed things. Um, and it's lovely that she took all the lessons. Um, she graduated before I came to ISU, but I know who she worked with. And you can see the lessons that these coaches and ADs taught her, and she's using it right now. Um, that's great. And she came back to Mongolia also to make this place better, which yep. is great to see. A lovely interview. And um, she had a powerlifting meet planned in March, I remember. Now, I hope for her that that can continue. Uh, looking right now, it doesn't look that good. Uh, yep. But the moon, if you're watching... If it's if it's uh, if it's continuing, we, we we will come and support you in your competition. And uh, she has a great bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good interview. Yeah, what was cool for me too is uh, she mentioned that it was a coach in grade eight that really helped her realize her love for for soccer for football. Soccer, yeah. you know, and yeah, um, and so. Uh, you know, sometimes when we're talking about our under fifteen teams or under thirteen teams. Um, we don't always see them as in the same importance as our, you know, our varsity team. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's often at those ages that those coaches are the ones that um, really instill a passion for the sport. And so as an athletic director, it just it makes me mindful to make sure that the right people are coaching at that right age level um, to, to get kids interested and to get kids to really fall in love with the sports they're playing, you know. Yeah, and sometimes we forget those age levels, right? It's all about those, you know, when the big varsity game is coming up, you know, but those middle school, primary school, that's when you hook them to a sport or, you know, you get that passion going. So, uh, yeah, that was, that's, that's, that's great. Cause I can see the, the passion Namun sisters have 
that she, you know her big sister was playing sports so they wanted to play sports so that's that mm-hmm. she inspires those younger generations um, at, at, at ISU uh, yeah. so that's great okay so we go to the next interview uh, episode seven so actually we uh, interviewed our uh, Globetrotten ADs uh, Matt Fleming and Nick DeForest actually th- these are the guys that inspired me and I think maybe you two CD to run a podcast we had this in the back of our head, along for a long time, but they really inspired me because you know what they because they were ads, they were doing this. So why can we not do this, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool to sit down and interview them. Uh, you'd brought them up to me; I hadn't heard of them before, and then you said, "Yeah, there's these two guys. Uh, they were in a class or something. I'm not sure where you had uh, originally found them, but they're you said, like, yeah, they're doing this podcast, um, interviewing ads and stuff. Um, you know, we should do a podcast, and so." This show kind of sprouted because of uh, because of Matt and Nick, you know, and, and the cool things that they're doing over at Globetrotten ADs. Um, and uh, a couple of things that stuck out, or just they 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 were constantly mentioning, you know, at different points throughout the episode of just improvements, making regular improvements uh, to their programs, to the process, to their show. Um, and so, you know, Nick mentioned he had a supportive administrator. Uh, they did regular evaluations, just looking for ways to continually improve things. Uh, and then Matt talked about just keeping things fresh in the program, you know, not letting things get stale. And, uh, you know, it's kind of hard right now where we're not in school. We don't have our kids. Um, and I think just having sports in general would keep things fresh. Um, mm. But it's, it's something good to keep in mind for uh, when we do return to something that's a little bit more normalized, a little bit more structured, more regular, uh, just to, to keep things fresh and to keep uh, continually getting more and more organized as, as time and years go on. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, those two guys, they inspired me that, you know, I always had this boundary, like going out there, doing things, doing new things, right? And they just like, just go for it because they were like, oh, I just start a podcast. And now they're everywhere. They host conferences and they just do it. And, you know, it's it doesn't have to be perfect, but at least you make an effort and, they were the inspiration for our coaches for coaches uh, PD actually to do that just just to try. Um, Nick is Nick and Matt are organizing a virtual student athlete leadership conference uh, February twelfth um, online. Uh, Fifteen international schools. Um, they have two guest speakers, uh, and then they have 15 international schools that, that where the kids connect, where the kids do where, where the kids do a presentation, a uh, half an hour workshop on. On student athlete or student leadership, um, I know uh, Kirby from the American School in Moscow. He's talking about the Pingwing program. It's a student leadership program. You have schools from Beirut, um, Bangkok, and four of my NYP5 kids are doing a workshop CD on Chinggis Khan's influence on student leadership. So they want to oh, make okay, a connection cool. on what Chinggis Khan uh, can teach us. He can teach you a lot of things that we shouldn't do, <laughs> mentioning that. But he has some good things too, and they want to make connection and then how they implement that in their sports activities here at ISU. Uh, they're going to do a workshop on Zoom, half an hour. But the main thing for me is that they can make a connection. So, uh, yeah, that's something that Mitt, Matt and Nick are just organizing, just extra. They don't get any, anything for it. They just do it for the kids and for the viewers. So that's just uh, an inspiration. And um, yeah, if you want more information about NYAAA training, 
PD, please go to their website and to their uh, listen to their podcast. Yeah, Globetrotting ADs. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's a good pod, a good podcast. Good show. Uh, okay. Our next guest, uh, number eight, Brett Jones. Um, he was uh, he works at Strong First. Strong yes. First. Yes. Uh, very prominent kettlebell uh, company and, uh, and uh, just a great source of uh, all around good information for training and training philosophies and training programs. And, and uh, you know, we, we talked to Brett for quite a while just about kettlebells. Um, and so uh, for me, you know, one of the things is uh, I want to develop a, a better fitness department, a better fitness room, someplace that athletes can train. It's uh, something the school that I'm at now just doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of looking at the cost to benefit ratio of kettlebells compared to, you know, fully fledged fitness room, um, you can get a pretty good bang for your buck with uh, just an assortment of kettlebells. Um, you know, he, he talked a lot about, you know, training athletes, training younger athletes, um, and he had a, a good quote uh, that I, I copied down. I had to go back and, and listen to it again. Uh, but he talked about the the getup, the Turkish getup, and mm-hmm. how it's alignment with integrity under load, and yeah. and how that's so great for for kids just to learn how to place their body in space. Right, a lot of our kids are very uncoordinated. They they don't really know how to move their body around, and so we teach them how to align their body correctly um, and safely underneath a load. And so um, I just thought the whole episode was awesome. Uh, Just him showing techniques, how to implement with, with young athletes. Um, It it was pretty, pretty awesome episode with Brett. Yeah. I wish, I think this is our, this is like a hidden gem of, of, of our podcast. I think Brett, he's the executive director of Strong First. Yeah. And that he, he took time out of his schedule to talk to us for half an hour about the benefits of kettlebell shows how much passion and how much he wants to share with us. Right? If he can help two kids to become better athletes or better people, then he, then he does that. Uh, he's, a, he's a busy man because I've done a lot of research on Brett. He's, he's all over the place. He's mm-hmm. everywhere. So to have him was just amazing. Um, and I think, you know, with this whole COVID time, we have to, we have to think smarter. You know, a lot of schools just, you know, drop a beautiful fitness facility in their school. And here it is, you know, yeah. he talks a lot about the principles, about techniques, about, you know, bang for the buck. Uh, the, what the hell effect, you know, that, 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 that carryover between athletics, between sports and, um, and, and, Everything he's talking about connects to uh, academics, to life, you know, in general. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the whole podcast, I was just listening like, I was just quiet because Brett was talking and I was like, bang, bang. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, this yeah. is so, athletes, I would really recommend to go back to this episode and watch it because you can learn a lot. Yeah, his was great. Yeah. So, Brett, thank you so much. Um, for taking the time to be on our podcast and uh, we will see more of you in the future for sure because you 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 share so much knowledge and which our kids can benefit from so one way or another we have to have a follow-up with uh, mr brad jones so uh hopefully this year yeah definitely uh following brett we had uh buena bold guitar another alumni from isu um yes and uh he's currently at the naval academy in annapolis maryland 
And it, it was cool to talk to him. Um, I don't know if I mentioned in the episode that I actually uh, went to a, a summer wrestling camp a couple times at the Naval Academy in uh, Annapolis. Um, and so I've actually been like at the same place training with uh, some of the guys that used to wrestle at the Naval Academy. Uh, they were running the camp. And uh, I got, just got a little taste of what life was like at the Naval Academy, so I could kind of relate to him when he's you know, talking about how strict everything is and how structured it is. And um, But I was just really impressed with Buena. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, seeing him from the other side of the bench, again, like you had said before, you know, I, I never coached him. I saw him always as a competitor. Um, he, he was always kind of fun and easygoing, uh, definitely not someone I would have expected to be where he's at today. And so to <laughs> no. see that growth out of him um, and to see how well he's handling it is, is awesome. Just his self-management skills, accountability. Um, he's had such a focus on nutrition that I think is really important and often overlooked in our programs. Um, so uh, this, uh, just a lot of good information from him and kind of uh, where he's at now and the growth that he's gone through since leaving uh, Mongolia. Yes, and, and remember when he started talking, because we were asking him about how does your day look like? He's like, yeah, at 0600, and then at 0800. I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. Buena. Buena was a kid who was so nervous before every game. He couldn't, you know, he was with the volleyball. He was our setter, and he was wrapping his hands. It was just like this, this crazy thing that he was doing. And then uh, he, he was very methodical with his talk, with his routine, with the things he believed in. Again, Buena is representing Mongolia in, in, at the Naval Academy. And I think that link is very important that he is, it's, it's coming from the heart again. It's, he has mm -hmm. a purpose to go there. He has a purpose to succeed, not only for himself, but for his parents, for his country. Um, and that's beautiful to see. And, um, when Buena started, he couldn't swim. <laughs> yeah, that's so, crazy. He couldn't swim because uh, he's built like a Mongolian, so he sinks. Like he's uh, when he when he goes in the water, he just drops down to the bottom. So he worked a lot on his swimming, and to see that he's passing all his tests, you know, to see that you he's he, he's the evidence that you can do whatever you want as long as you work for it. It takes time. It takes consistency. It takes every day, you know, effort and. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was great to see Buena. I showed the episode to his parents and to his sister. Um, she's working to go to West Point, and okay. uh, she passed the first two tests. So he made an impression on them, and it was great for them to see their son because they haven't seen him for a long time. Uh, they yeah, were very cool. happy. So uh, now Buena, again, these alumni stories are great because they show a younger generation that you can do a lot of good things and sports bring a lot of good to your life. So uh, more of those coming up. Mm -hmm, definitely. That leads us to our, our 10th episode. Um, Brendan Tobin. Uh, yeah. He's a, another athletic director that we got a chance to interview, sit down with and talk about uh, just life and, and uh, how we're dealing with uh, sports and COVID. Um, and one thing that, that, I thought was just awesome from Brendan's interview um, that I've mentioned in a couple of the courses that I took from the NIAAA uh, is just to not forget about the good things that are coming out of this pandemic and the shutdown. Um, he mentioned that, uh, you know, he was able to participate in some virtual virtual cross country events uh, mm -hmm. out of uh, China, Moscow. He ran one and, uh, you know, like hopefully he was hoping that those sort of things won't go away. Um, 
when we go back to kind of normal, that we can still have some of the cooler things that have come out of this. Um, you know, and it's, it's always good to, no matter what situation you're in, uh, just to remember the silver lining, right? Like, no matter how bad it is, something good generally came out of it. You learned something, you, you pushed yourself, you passed a barrier. Um, and so just always look for that silver lining. Yeah, so Brendan, I just, you know, one of my previous colleagues, uh, he moved to Uzbekistan to a new school. And Brendan is the AD in Uzbekistan. And uh, he was like, yeah, Jeff, you should get in contact with Brendan. You know, maybe in the future you can work together with your schools. And uh, I'm like, okay. And just we had a Zoom meeting because it was already in COVID time. Mm-hmm. And I just connected with Brendan because I knew from the start that he had the same kind of philosophy. He was all he was only talking about the kids. I want to do this for the kids and the kids and the kids. I'm like, okay, we have a connection here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was great. And then um, you know he organized a virtual cross country. So I think he managed to get over 30 schools and 150 kids involved from all over the world. And uh, awesome. he organized a very cool event and actually. Uh, our kids got a certificate and um, he showed all the results and he tried to make it as official as possible. And he was only talking about in a podcast about why did you do it, you know, to connect the kids. And um, that's all he cared about, connecting the kids. And what I learned from that is just do it. You know, if you can, in- mm-hmm. if you can influence one or two kids or one or two coaches, then you're doing a good job. And uh, I think he influenced a bit more than that, actually. Um it took him a lot, a lot of work, a lot of effort. He said too that he would have wished to have a better follow up, uh, maybe with a video or with a podcast or with pictures. Um, but then just do it. You know, mm-hmm. he tried, and it was a, it was a, uh, it was a, su- a success. So, you know, that's it was a great interview with with with, with Brennan again. Very easy, a good talker, and uh, yeah, we will interview more ads. Um, in this year, loads of them have interesting stories. All of them do something for the kids that is different than someone else, right? So we want to yeah. try to find those stories because um, we're all different, but we all bring something unique uh, to our students. Um, so yeah, we're looking for you guys. So if you're interested, <laughs> please contact us. Yeah, yeah, I think 2021 is going to be great. Um, you know, just looking ahead at some of the people we've got jotted down on our list uh, from. Uh, people in the NIAAA, uh, we've mentioned Danny Clark and Akamis. Uh, we just went through uh, the NIAAA's uh, conference, their virtual conference, uh, a month ago, two months ago, by the time this comes out. Um, and just how many different athletic directors around the world that have stories to share, like you said, um, that uh, we've reached out to the, to be on the show. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty cool just to, to make those connections with people. Uh, kind of uh, all over the world that are going through similar things to us and kind of picking their brain to, to see how they worked through that, how they uh, uh, dealt with their problems in their part of the world. So yeah. it, it should be pretty cool. Yeah. And there's some other, so we're, so we're looking for, you know, also coaches. We still want to look for some alumni or also some interesting uh, people uh, we have, we had a few podcasts lined up that didn't really work out because of the, all the, of all, all the of, because of the, of the lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. We still want to talk to Mark Cornell. Um, I met Mark in Guangzhou a few years ago. He's the head trainer of TRX suspension trainer. So that yep. again, very interesting. He shares that philosophy. Uh, like we talked just about Brett about that 
alignments and he has that you know he's all about yeah. longevity uh you know multi-sport athletes and uh, so it's great to talk to mark also some pd for coaches um there's some hidden gems around the world with people sharing resources so we want to go in, get in contact with those um some some ad's who are transitioning or are new or we, we met them online we're like hey that's an, that's an interesting guy or that that response mm -hmm. was very cool. Yeah. He would be good for the podcast. And I remember yeah. we were t texting each other. Ah, oh, we should get him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, CD personally, I think it's very interesting to have some US-based ADs on because of course it's very different and I'm from the Netherlands. So I have a very different uh, background than, than most the ADs, right? But for mm -hmm. us international ADs, I found out that it's very hard to understand it for me sometimes, but I can learn a lot from these US-based people. Uh, oh, they, seem sure. very they seem very methodical, uh, you know, law, all that stuff. So uh, for me, that's a very interesting one, just to pick their brains. You know, mm -hmm. what, what, can, what, can I can, what can I take from them? What can we give to the people uh, from, from US-based ADs? Yeah, I think the, just like you said, having the US-based athletic directors um, in a lot of the classes that we were in or some of the courses that we were in and just like the perspective is totally different uh, in yeah, what's important, what's challenging. Um, you know, I think that we have a lot to offer each other. And so, yeah, we'll be definitely be reaching out to some of those uh, in the coming months and in the coming episodes. So it should be 2021 should be a pretty good year. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, CD. Yep. We're going to finish this episode. Um, so please, please uh, subscribe. Look us up on YouTube, Athletics for Life. Um, you know, watch our podcasts. Um, if there's anything you want to share with us, you know, just send us an email. Our email addresses are in all the uh, links below in the in the, in the YouTube videos. Um, if you want to be on the podcast, if you have an interesting story, get in contact. Um, we have a Twitter page. It's also a link on there. So please go there um, and support our cause. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, kind of behind the scenes, uh, I've been working on trying to put together a website for us and just get some of these interviews into uh, text format, uh, trying to format mm. that's been interesting and just to, in a, a way that's easy to read and uh, a good to read if people don't want to listen to it. But that's, uh, that's yet to come. So if you're listening in the future, uh, perhaps it's already in the description below. Perhaps I've finished that and uh, <laughs> gone back and edited the description. So uh, but hopefully that should be up in uh, later in 2021 as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's gonna be it for this episode. The next episode we will we're looking at mid February for our next guest on our episodes. Um, for now, everybody have a great 2021. Um, Happy New Year! And uh, from the Athletics for Life podcast crew, bye bye. Thank you. Take care.